Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for March 6th, 2021. It's the birthday of Michelangelo do Lodovico Buonarrote Simoni, or more commonly known as Michelangelo, born on this day in Florence, Italy, in 1475. Michelangelo, or Michelangelo as we call him, is considered by many the greatest living artist during his lifetime and one of the greatest artists of all time. Despite making a few forays beyond the arts, his artistic versatility was of such a high order that he is often considered a contender for the title of the archetypal Renaissance man, along with his rival, Leonardo da Vinci. Michelangelo first rose to prominence after a failed attempt at art fraud, when, in 1496, at the age of 21, he made a sleeping Cupid figure and treated it with acidic earth to make it seem ancient. Michelangelo then sold it to a Milanese art dealer, who in turn sold it to Cardinal Riario of San Giorgio. Riario later heard rumors of the scam and got his money back, but he was so impressed at Michelangelo's skill that he invited him to Rome for a meeting. The young sculptor would linger in the Eternal City for the next several years, eventually winning a commission to carve the Pietà, the work that first made his name as an artist. Located in St. Peter's Basilica, Michelangelo's sculpture depicts the Virgin Mary grieving over the body of her son, limply outstretched across her lap. Michelangelo was 24 at the time of its completion, and it was immediately regarded as one of the world's great masterpieces of sculpture, and a real revelation of all the potentialities and force of the art of sculpture itself. Contemporary opinion was summarized by the father of written art history, a man named Giorgio Vasari. He said, It is certainly a miracle that a formless block of stone could ever have been reduced to a perfection that nature is scarcely able to create in the flesh. Shortly after the installation of his Pietà, Michelangelo overheard someone remark that it was the work of another sculptor, prompting him to carve his signature on the sash running across Mary's chest. He later regretted what he considered to be an outburst of pride, and consequently, the Pietà is the only work produced by Michelangelo that is officially signed by the artist. Michelangelo returned to Florence in 1499, and the Republic was changing after the fall of its leader, the anti-Renaissance priest Savonarola, who had been executed in 1498 by the Borgia Pope, who was not too keen on Savonarola's orders to burn art, books, and jewelry in the name of piety, and what is widely known as the Bonfire of the Vanities. Upon his return to Florence, Michelangelo was asked by the consuls of the Guild of Wool to complete an unfinished project that had begun 40 years earlier by another sculptor, Agostino di Duccio. It was the colossal statue of Carrera marble portraying David as a symbol of Florentine freedom, which was to be placed on the gable of the Florence Cathedral. 
Michelangelo responded by completing his most famous work, the Statue of David, in 1504. Michelangelo was 26 years old, but was already the most famous and highest paid artist of the day. David was originally commissioned by the Opera del Duomo for the Cathedral of Florence, and in the 40 years prior, two separate artists took their crack at the marble, Duccio, and then later carried on by Rossellino in 1475. Both sculptors had, in the end, rejected the enormous block of marble due to the presence of too many imperfections, which they both deemed too great a threat to the stability of such a huge statue. This block of marble of exceptional dimensions remained outdoors in the elements and neglected for 25 years. When he started, Michelangelo had an almost mystic belief that the figure he carved existed fully formed within the already badly damaged block of stone. By studying the raw marble, examining the patter, Michelangelo sensed where the figure stood. Then, layer by layer, and after four years of hard labor, Michelangelo liberated from this rocky prison his creation, the magnificent, towering statue of David. This peerless form that is David definitively established once and for all Michelangelo's prominence as a sculptor of extraordinary technical skill and unparalleled symbolic imagination. A team of consultants, including Botticelli and Da Vinci, were later called to decide upon its placement, ultimately in front of the Palazzo Vecchio. It now stands awe-inspiring in the grand rotunda of the Academia, while a replica occupies the original place in the square. In 1505, Michelangelo was invited back to Rome by the newly elected Pope Julius II, and he was commissioned to build the Pope's tomb, which was to include 40 statues and be finished in five years. But Michelangelo would work on the tomb for 40 years, and the project was never finished to his satisfaction. During the same period, Michelangelo painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, which took approximately four years to complete. He was then 30 years old. According to accounts, architect Donato Bramante, who was working on the construction of St. Peter's Basilica, resented Michelangelo's commission for the Pope's tomb and convinced the Pope to commission Michelangelo in a medium with which he was unfamiliar in order that he might fail at the task. Michelangelo was originally commissioned to paint the Twelve Apostles on the triangular pendentives that support the ceiling, and to cover the central part of the ceiling with ornament. Michelangelo persuaded Pope Julius to give him a free hand and proposed a different and more complex scheme, representing the creation, the fall of man, the promise of salvation through the prophets, and the genealogy of Christ. The work is part of a larger scheme of decoration within the chapel that represents much of the doctrine of the Catholic Church. The composition stretches over 500 square meters of ceiling and contains over 300 figures. At its center are nine episodes from the book of Genesis divided into three groups, God's creation of the earth, God's creation of humankind and their fall from God's grace, and lastly, the state of humanity as represented by Noah and his family. On the pendentives supporting the ceiling are painted 12 men and women who prophesy the coming of Jesus, seven prophets of Israel, 
and five Sibyls, the prophetic women of the classical world. Among the most famous paintings on the ceiling are the creation of Adam, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the Deluge, and the prophet Jeremiah. During the time Michelangelo worked on his masterwork, The Last Judgment, Pope Paul went to visit the Sistine Chapel with his entourage. Among them was the Pope's master of ceremonies, Biagio da Cesena, who was absolutely scandalized by the great quantity of naked figures and strongly protested, affirming that a fresco of that kind didn't deserve anything more than the wall of a bar. Michelangelo responded by painting Biagio da Cesena into hell as Minos, judge of the souls, with two huge donkey ears and a serpent intent on nibbling his genitals. When da Cesena resentfully complained, the Pope responded by saying that his jurisdiction unfortunately didn't cover hell. Michelangelo painted his own self-portrait into The Last Judgment, which covers the wall behind the altar in the Sistine Chapel. The work depicts the second coming of Christ, and although the artist is clearly inspired by the Bible, it is his own imaginative vision that prevails in the painting. One of the apostles, St. Bartholomew, features rather uniquely within the composition of the Last Judgment. St. Bart, in fact, holds the skin of what is believed to be Michelangelo's self-portrait. Michelangelo was also known to be reasonably well-off, but new research suggests that he was actually fabulously wealthy. He was well-paid and invested widely and successfully in property. His riches would have made him one of the wealthiest artists of his time, putting him in a category that was leaps ahead of da Vinci, Titian, or just about anybody else. When he passed away, Michelangelo's estate was worth an estimated 50,000 florins, or around $50 million today. In 1557, Michelangelo left Rome for the threat of invasion by Spain and spent several of his last years of his life traveling in much the same way as he had started his adult years, finally returning to Rome after the threat had passed. Michelangelo died after a short illness in 1564 at the age of 89, surviving far past the usual life expectancy of the era. He was buried at the Church of St. Apostoli in a grand and formal ceremony. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.